Out From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast, where we get to work making work a passion. And by that, all I'm saying is that we are living a creative life, doing the things that we want to do full-time. So today you're listening to episode 56, another episode with just Ryan and I. And uh, I'm trying to mix these in more often. When we have stuff on our mind, sometimes it can be hard to get narrow on some topics when we have guests because there's a lot of things that they have on their mind that we want to share with you, but we like peppering these in as well. So today's episode is going to be about kind of some experiences that Ryan and I have had lately about kind of making the fish tank that you're swimming in a little bit bigger. And by that, I mean that that feeling that you get when you are around a lot of people that are above where you're at, or maybe you're at like a a meeting or a convention or you're somewhere where your world just got way bigger than you understood from your point of view and kind of what that does for you. Ooh, now that we are finally here and strapped in and ready to go, welcome to episode 56 of the Waking Up From Work podcast brought to you by no one. When you have to depend on somebody and you need something in life, just remember nobody gives a fuck and you got to count on. Wow. Bunch what a negative no way. So, yeah. What? So welcome to episode 56. And here is your host, Dave Swillam. And co-host, Ryan Kerrigan VO. Hey, welcome. Oh, hey, how are you? You betcha. How you doing, dude? I can actually say that now. It's in the netherverse. It exists. Um. Uh, officially have zero followers and following one account, feeling fresh, ready for a new <laughs> dynasty to start here. Um, on the in- back on the Instagram, this old dinosaur, dude. The Patriots thing. went to Tampa Bay, so like, as far as I'm concerned, we're all on a clean slate right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, dude. It's, so uh, I think the corona, the coronavirus, is really just one big reset button, and uh, everybody's back at zero right now. It kind of, it honestly kind of is. It really, <laughs> it really kind of is. We've I'm being facetious that. in a lot of ways and kind of serious in a lot of others, but yeah. yeah. So, dude, what do you, like? So, for people tuning in, if you haven't been listening to the past couple, we've been back and forth a little bit, but a lot of uh, content shifted to cover things with uh, Corona for creative life, for ways that we could kind of change the way that we're doing business, change the way we're doing income, or offering things to be remote and spend our day differently. Uh, so we, we took a couple breaks to do some things. Like I met back up with Simon and we talked about like how we got into music. We just met last week with uh, Matt from Revelry Studios and talked about how he started his studio. We Killer wanted to kind of get back and do one with just us two again. And uh, there's so much that Ryan and I are kind of like changing ourselves and, and experiencing ourselves through this time that we're we're constantly wanting to share some stuff too. So Ryan actually came up with this when we were chatting like earlier in the week. What are we kind of like riffing on today? Yeah. So, uh, can I say riffing on, is that 
just god awful? Is that a really lame term, dude? I felt bad um, when I said it, but like I think I feel okay about that. I don't that. think that there needs to be any sore feelings about it. I don't know. All right, sorry if anyone got offended by that, but uh, riffing on no, <laughs> I don't think that's uh, I don't that is that like a no no? I don't know. I don't know. Words are I don't changing know. all the time. Didn't feel everybody, great. Gets, everybody gets offended by things. What, what are we talking about, dude? Yeah, so I don't know. We were just talking basically, and I feel like all this is kind of a cool thing to transition into too, because it always starts with him and I kind of talking about what we were up to over the weekend. You know, everything is very eventful right now. Um, right. We have so much going on. There's so many people to see constantly. Um, many events to be had. Obviously not. Um, Big group so it's just like, hey, it starts with, hey, what have you been doing this weekend? What have you been doing to stay busy? What have you been doing to keep from going stir crazy? Because, dude, I know that I've been losing my mind. Like, I'm really glad that we've had a couple of strings of nice days. At least we're where we are right now i don't know how that is for everybody else across the country and who's tuning in from the world but it's been at least somewhat nice and not too crappy so it's just like hey how's your weekend going oh good good and uh i had done a webinar this weekend with um just a lot of like character actors and uh the casting director from blizzard entertainment hell yeah and it was just a really, really fun experience. And I was just telling Dave um, how I felt in it was just that, like almost like a very slap in the face moment, like in a good way and kind of a negative way where it was just like, uh, oh man, this is like my down the road final towards end goal. And I'm in it right now with the people who are like in that industry and who are in that reality. And it was like a very validating and informative and constructive thing to be a part of. And then it was also just one of those moments that just kind of like scares the living shit out of you. And it makes you like really put yourself up to like a microscope with what you're doing. Did you feel your stomach drop? Oh, Did you yeah, feel that feeling like that. for a while, like you sit with it for a while? Oh, or you're like, dude, okay, well, I'll explain a little further. Like there's a, there was a point in time where, uh, cause it was a, um, it was like a co-hosted webinar between, um, and we can get links and all whatnot after the show, uh, with Eliza Jane Schneider and, uh, Andrea Toyas, who is the, <clears throat> who is the casting director at Blizzard Entertainment. And Eliza is a pretty prominent voice actor in the industry. And she had some students from her class that were like pre-picked to work with Andrea on a random script um, that they had pre-prepared, like a character that they would have to work through. And Andrea would be working with them, directing, really giving like industry, like high industry level character critique. Nice. live and it was like you know this is like a 90 person zoom call and dude the feeling that you that like arose within me like watching her give they, that feedback when they would like read the script because you know on zoom like you can share the screen and we can go through the script and everybody sees it and that feeling that you get when like i'm reading through it and everybody else is reading through it and in my head like i'm going through the lines and i'm putting myself into into the role and i'm seeing where i would go with it and i'm kind of like i don't know just like 
like the, the creative juices starts like start flowing and then you hear like some of these students and dude this first girl they all did they just crushed it like they were just crushing it and i was just to hear them going though and then to like to hear the feedback that they were giving dude just like so specific such creative like direction such um like care to where they wanted the direction to go in such clear and concise um like criticisms but like as that criticism was coming like the that part of me that was just like putting myself in her shoes and i was just like to feel that man and you feel like i felt like i was the one who was in front of the class and going up and whatnot and i've to me those have always been the kind of experiences that have been like oh you have you have that experience that's something to follow like it made you uncomfortable like it made you uncomfortable for those were some of the questions and things that she asked like things that Mm -hmm. you hadn't had someone have you are were were there things that she critiqued on that you had never heard as a critique to be like damn i didn't even realize that people were looking at that or like well yes and no because like you've obviously like you obviously in life and especially i would say in acting and with I don't know. I would say any service really like you have to deal with, you have to be able to deal with like honest criticism. Yeah. But especially when it comes to art, like hearing critiques is like very specifically like daunting sometimes and like anxiety ridden, at least for me, because it's just like, sometimes it could be so personal and like leaving that personal, uh, like leaving that personality out of it is pretty important, but like I guess it was just the depth and the specificity and like the real like professionalism and how the critique happened that like really forced an already like dude. There are some times where they went and I was like, dude, that was a killer, like that was a killer take, like so good. And then she adds like three sentences to it. It's like do it, try it like this with a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And I'm like, man, like she's even, she, it's that process of refinement. I guess it wasn't like something that I hadn't experienced before, but something that like, like something that you think that you've already thought of in depth goes deeper. And it's just like, oh, oh, holy shit, dude. And I was like, oh, this is how these people work. This is how people who are in this industry and who have this acting capability and who have this script reading capability and who have this ability to be directed and to really like show like what they're made of, like this is how they operate. And it was completely, you know, I mean, obviously it's new to me because I'm not at that level. So it was sobering and eye opening and uh, like informative and just a great experience all at one time but like a wicked slap in the face. Like it was, it was like an awakening thing where you're like, Oh yo dude, this is like that. It was real as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, um, I had that experience. Well, I mean, luckily like having that experience is basically like, like pretty much crucial dude, because then you start and then you're like, you get blown away and you're like, Holy shit. And then you like get real hungry about like solving it. It's almost like a, it feels like a, like a problem for you almost. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, holy shit. I didn't realize that I had that hole to fill in the ship. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't realize that I had this thing and you're mm-hmm. like, damn, I got to work on that. And then like, it lights a fire under you. It's like, there's and, more um, shit to be done, dude. Like to get to there, there is just a laundry list of must do's to be accomplished. And like, 
it's like it was wicked uncomfortable dude honestly i sat the next day and i just like sat outside in the nice sun and i was just like what am i gonna do next and just thinking about stuff and i was taught I, I had a long talk with my sister just about like the whole situation and experience dude and it's just like one of those things where you're just like damn man this thing fucked me up for like 24 hours straight dude it put me in that position where i was just questioning a lot of stuff and i was putting a lot of stuff in re into re-perspective but it was good because you know it gives you a heading and so like now coming off of that you know, I haven't got it all figured out, but I have like a couple of new ideas and I have a new approach about how I'm going to look at things. And, you know, as somebody who is still like very much like in the fundamental stages of breaking into my creative industry on the side, like to see the end goal and what it has to like take and to be motivated by it and also like scared shitless of it. I feel like it's a nice little balance to have. Dude, I remember uh, a distinct moment where, um, I was actually working with Joe Solo. So mm-hmm. we had interviewed them. I forget what episode. Uh, he's that producer that mm-hmm. I met at that convention in LA. Yep. When I did like some intern work. You were solo him. that episode. Oh my Whoa! God. Wow. I'll send that over to Joe, dude. He will be so pumped. Oh, he's dude, never heard that dope, before. Dude, to get me on the map with freaking dad jokes and bald jokes. I'm telling you, man. Well, I'm good he's, for that. If I get a voice acting gig off of just dad jokes, that's when I know that I really made it. You know? Oh, hey, Ryan, you want to be in this movie? No. I want to have my own TV show where I make dad jokes. I don't. I'm sorry. So, dude, working with Joe yeah. Solo. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I had one of those. Fucking story. I had an experience like that where he is. Uh, he like did some producing with like Macy Gray with Fergie and like some people that are super vocal forward. So he, he is so laser on the vocal at that time. I still had like my drummer head on like very percussion mind. Mm -hmm. And like in my mixes, like you'll definitely hear like their weighted drums. Like you will hear drums. Like it's just how I am. Like they're really loud in my mix because I'm a drummer. That's mm-hmm. like just the same way that a lot of guitarists that you meet. Great. If you if you if you know a guitarist mixer, there's a lot of them that will be like guitar heavy, and the drums are like lower in the mix. It's just everyone has their own style. But when I before I met him, I was like vocal. I mean, I was like drum like drum forward. I still cared about vocalists because I was you know vocals because I was a vocalist. But like he did some stuff where he would be like, "Hey, clean these vocals up for me. Send them back." And I, at that time, sent them back with what I thought was good. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I'm not fucking with you, dude. Where, like, me and him would go back and forth, and I probably sent the same thing back to him because he would send me a bit like, hey, do this, hey, do this, 30 to 40 times per song or more, like, on the vocal. I thought I was done, and then 30 to 40 more times, someone told me, you're not done yet. And I was like, that was a moment for me. I was like, the seventh day in a row, I'm like, how the fuck am I not done? Like, what is there left to do? Like, I I don't understand. I don't even hear this yet. I don't know what else to do. And he kept like, you know, telling me to do this. And like, it got into the vocal where I'm literally like, I'm automating, dude, like the S syllable at the end of something. Or I'm like, you know, like literally like if someone says that, right. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm taking the S sound and I'm like, I'm automating it so that it like curves 
or I'm putting crossfades on it or I'm like, I'm doing this shit that I was like, I had no idea that fucking anyone in the world does this. And that immediately, dude, changed my mixing like forever because I bottomed out where I was like, I had no idea that this was happening. I had no fucking idea that this was happening. Immediately from then on out, my mixes were vocal is number one. You will always hear vocal. It will be in your face like you never even knew. And then drums are going to be number two. And then we're going to have guitars and bass and everything like drums that. Drums like, solid, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Drums are going to be mondo. But I don't know. Uh, that was a big moment. And then, like, I feel like it, it happens and so over, and over, like, and over and over and over and over again. By the way, can we just fix it? Yeah, 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 definitely. I got that. All right, and can we just do the blah, 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 and this and this and this? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps going. It's just like, oh, but like, man, like, that kind of just speaks to like the perfectionism of like really getting into that song. And for me, like really getting into a character or like really reading a commercial like demo, like perfectly. And for you, it's, you know, really making those drums crisp or getting that specific sound. And like, that takes like repetition, man, you know? And yeah, I guess that's like really all that I've, like that we were talking about it's just like man like moments that scare the shit out of you and pivoting like i think pivoting, that, that pivoting those, into something those repeat dude they keep coming back because mm-hmm. like i can think like now that we had this conversation i think back to like over and over and over again where you jump into something or you get challenged on something and then you're like or you honestly i think it really comes down to like working with people that are like above your level and then you're like i had no idea yeah right because like i i'm not surrounded by and that's what i've been working on lately is surrounding myself with people that make me feel like that all the time like i literally i love it dude i love waking up as many days as possible and having that feeling where i'm like i had no idea that people were doing this thing and that i should be doing that and then you're like geez like and then like it spurs change Cause you think that you're doing all that you can with the time that you have or with the amount of effort or the strategy that you're implementing with what you're doing. And you, you think that you're operating at some sort of like level of efficiency because of your kind of ignorance to, you know, I guess like what we do term the proper way or, you know, missing out on something crude. Yeah. Something crucial. You're just like, Oh man. <laughs> in in retrospect and in and in scope i'm i'm not but i guess that that's really just like the 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 facets of learning man like that's just the process of learning is just breaking through different levels of understanding and like depth of experience and i know that we you and i had talked about it but it kind of goes back to setting your goals where like properly reevaluating your goals and knowing like the milestones that you think that you may need to hit and want to hit and setting them up strategically is important, at least uh, like in this moment for me, like I have my like small laundry list of things to do that, you know, over the next, however long this quarantine keeps going where I, I don't have a lot of time to be, because I don't have it to be behind an actual microphone and be behind an actual setup. Um, you know, that's a, that's a part of implementing the strategy and just continuing to engage with stuff like have you been 
Have you been engaging with any other like content or like going to any other things that you were talking about? I know that you and I were talking about how you've been going to what have you been calling it? It's not the not the audio engineers masterclass, but like that big group that you guys have. We started a mastermind called Mastermind. Yes, NH- that makes you sound like a uh, some super villain. Yeah, dude. NH Audio Mastermind. For anyone that might be a listener that is looking to be an audio engineer, originally I started this to be like a local meetup for like New Hampshire people because I wanted to meet the other studio people trying to make a business in the state. But we like already have like people from like Norway and people from like where like California and Canada, like random, like we're not huge yet. We're 32 people, but like I'm allowing people in that are just there to talk business about starting an audio business. So if you do want to do that and you want to engage that way, then check out NH Audio Business as a Facebook group. I'll let you in. But yeah, dude, I formed that group because I wanted more people around me to challenge me like regularly. And I also wanted people that would give me feedback that didn't care if I felt like shit from the feedback. Like I didn't feel that, you know, like God bless my wife. I can show her songs and I can show her websites and stuff. And she will give me feedback. She'll be like, the song's not good. The website's not good yet. Like she's awesome. about it. Cold lotion. Oh dude, she's awesome. But she also like sees and hears it all the time. And like, there's a bias that can be formed about that anyway. So it's nice where like, I'm going to shout out Zach Zyla. Like I had, we interviewed him on the podcast. I, mm-hmm. I think I did that one with him. We interviewed Zach Zyla, who uh, is an audio engineer in Manchester. Awesome dude. Awesome engineer. Check out his stuff and his episode. But um, I had gotten a cup of coffee with him because I met him online. And I was like, dude, you have a studio. It sounds like you just went full time like a year or two ago. Like, can we talk so I can pick your brain about stuff? We had a cup of coffee and that coffee date lasted like three hours, dude. The cup of coffee was gone in like 30 or 40 minutes. We hung out in this shop for like three hours to just talk shop. And I was like, holy shit. Like this, there's so many things that he's saying that are challenging what I think is acceptable or is not right now based off of like other people doing it. So him and I work together to make this group. And now if I'm like, you know, like a lot of times I mix my own band stuff and that's not the greatest sometimes because I get super biased because I wrote the song, I recorded the song, I mixed the song, and then I mastered the song. Like it's not ideal, but it's just the situation I've been in in terms of like, that's what I can afford. And I know that I can do it. And I was able to text him on like a Sunday before like I had to upload it to a distribution channel to get it out in time for release. And I texted it to him and I'm like, dude, tell me about the song. Like, what's your feedback on it? He gave me like three things. Like, and he's like, dude, great song, you know, like good feedback. And then he's like, here's the three things that like I have a problem with. And I was like, okay. And dude, that feedback helped me. But like tangent aside, basically this group, what it does for me is it creates that feeling regularly because I meet with a bunch of different people that I can't come up with some bullshit in my head to disregard why their opinion isn't valid because it's fucking valid because they're doing the like, same yeah, shit as me shit. or better in the same areas, in the same situations with the same challenges. 
-hmm. if they're doing something better than me, my mind cannot say, you know, that's that feeling comes in, right? Boom. Like, I'm like, fuck, I'm not good enough at this thing. I'm not doing good enough. I can't be like, oh, well, that person had more education or they have more money or they are in a, you know, LA, not New Hampshire. So they're just busier or they're what, like, I can't just come up with a string of bullshit. I feel that dropout and then I go, I got to get better. Mm-hmm. I have to get better. Yeah. There's something that someone that in the, in the same situation is doing better than me. And, um, that has been something that a lot, uh, frequently, or I'm sorry, a lot recently has been making that feeling for me as well as just talking now with more engineers because I'm getting connected in that way. And, um, you know, just having those conversations more frequently, they say things where you're like, damn dude, like even having them as like adding, I've been adding just more people as friends on Facebook so that they're in my feed. I think we just talked like last episode with Matt. He said he specifically adds things to his feed that he cares about with audio to oh, dude, maybe a reason, I should, That's right? what I'm going to do. No, dude, it helps, just, I'm dude. bare bones. I was making a joke about it, but maybe it's the fucking, the biggest brain play that I never knew that I made. Which is just having a fresh ass fucking Instagram that I only put only only influential shit, that gonna... shit that's positive, bro. Helps, He's right dude. though. It's the it's it's what you surround your time with, and yeah, when you really surround people with like a like that's what the importance of community and why I think like putting yourself into communities like that, especially when you know that people are more successful than you. Yeah, it's like yeah, I want to tell ask you have you how have you if you have ever had a dealt with feeling like i don't know like an imposter syndrome oh where, dude that's like a whole episode you're, yeah i guess we could just like we could talk about another. that dude go yeah, ahead no ask your question man I'm, i totally yeah, like how you do you off. deal with like feeling like you have this like some imposter syndrome like even it, even when you're like when you're engaging with people who are that like talented and who are at that level and even though you're engaging with them and they're engaging with you and they value having you there and you value like being within the group. Like, I don't know. I don't even really know what I'm getting at. I guess. No, no, dude, it's legit. And it's honestly like in the creative community, I would, dude, I I would Oh, fucking hella intimidated, bro. Hella I would say, I would say imposter no, syndrome is, is probably the most prevalent issue for all creatives like ever. And it will never stop. I think it will always be that dude mm-hmm. is imposter syndrome. Yeah. Always. And I Definitely. like, I'm doing better with it than I ever did, but it doesn't mean that I am just over it. Like I like now what I do Now what I do when I feel it, like I just felt it on Sunday. I felt it on Sunday because I was releasing my own music as a song. So now I'm the artist hat on, like artist hats on. And I wrote the song and I'm like, I want people to like the song. Right. Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. I put second hat on. I've got fucking engineer hat on too. Yeah. Saying, I hope that people like the production for this song. Now I've got two hats of like anxiety on to be like, I pray that people like this in every aspect because it's literally every piece of me that I'm giving away. And I can't blame that on anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, imposter syndrome comes in. Maybe I'm not a good 
musician because my song's going to suck. Maybe I'm a bad engineer because people aren't going to like the production of the song, but maybe they'll like the song. Maybe I'm bad at this other things. It starts caking on. And that's where you need outside stuff that's not biased to erase the noise, I think, because you will naturally create noise on yourself. Like, I, I just don't think that that goes away. I think that that stays. And I sent the song. How do you keep to, it at like a productive level? You know, like that good balance between like having the noise that like keeps you in track and kind of, you know, yeah. in your lane, but also isn't like destructive beyond reason. Timelines. I have dates. I have dates that for this song, I had a date that this has to release. Yeah. To release the song on all streaming platforms, I have to upload it at a certain time on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Right. Or for well, actually I use DistroKid, but like to, to upload it to a distributor, it has to be uploaded at a certain time. Right. So now there's this point, this timeline that I put on my calendar, literally, and it says, you fucking have to do this and let it go no matter what. So now I, I am, I have to do an action, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that if it's not done by then I'm screwed. I'm going to, I'm going to fight that whole way. Like I'm going to, that noise is coming, right? It's going to be like, I spent literally Saturday and Sunday mastering this one song for 14 to 20 hours, like literally two full days mastering a song, which is just unhealthy. Mm-hmm. because I just questioned it and I would take it out to my truck and listen to it and not like it. I would like this one thing and just constantly knitting at it and having a timeline where even if you, even if it's imaginary, like maybe it doesn't have to be loaded up to a distributor or something, but maybe you just like literally like, I'm going to get my website up by May 1st, right? Have to mm-hmm. do it. You just tell yourself, you're like, I fucking have to do that. Have mm-hmm. to do that. So you put something up by then. Maybe it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. but you did what you said yeah and then like to like get the imposter syndrome out to like scoop away the stuff where like now it's not serving me anymore because i need i need the imposter syndrome a little bit to like just like ride me because like i want to nitpick a little bit on art i want to like dig in on myself a little bit and question it like i don't want to allow myself to have the shitty vocal take i don't want to mm-hmm. allow myself to get lazy and do something that's like easy but i need people that I respect enough in the field of the thing that I do that I can bounce something off of them and that they will give me non-biased zero bullshit answer of like, is that good or not? Because I sent the song to two different artists that I respect a lot and I know they wouldn't lie to me because I also don't lie to them. When they ask me about something, I'm like, I don't fucking like that guitar tone, right? Mm -hmm. Having that relationship, they said back to me, they're like, the vocal sounds muddy with this guitar sounds money you gotta fix it now i know like i've attacked myself enough but now someone else that's non-biased that will give me real feedback says i love this song but i don't like this thing and then just like zach xyla same thing i love this song but i don't like these things then if i focus on just the non-biased views on what i had ha- said back to me then i feel like i can now be like I am a good enough artist because these three people that I respect the shit out of said this feedback and that's the only thing that they want to change. So now I don't even listen to that voice anymore because I'm like, I'm done with him. I don't need that that validation. I'm I'm good with that. I don't need Dave anymore because I have these three voices. They said the only fucking things that I had to fix are these three things. Fix those things. And then here's my timeline 
fix these three things based off of these non-biased people, this timeline, you, you have to do it. You have literally zero option. Like you're held hostage with a gun to your head done. It's got to go gone. And now like, I'm still nervous, dude, but the thing's gone. It's out in distribution. I can't stop that from happening. It's gone. That's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Then it's over. Yeah, man. I guess that's, uh, they rub off on you in a way. It's like being around people like that and who, uh, like handle themselves like that. And like, that's what they value because it's, it's kind of contrary to what most people are like, where like, they think that them being supportive and saying something nice about you is constructive. But in, in terms of like, really like picking something apart and like, really like, shaving something down to the best that it can be and like digging deep into what it, what it is, especially when it comes to art or, you know, an art creation that you're doing for somebody else. That's good, dude. I, I guess I didn't really look at it too much like that as somebody who is much more of like a, uh, like an introvert, like it's hard for me to like break into groups, uh, easily. So I think that's why like, like moving into a community and feeling like even though I'm at like a bottom rung and I'm very aware that that's where, where I am like, and feeling okay about it is, is strange. Like, I think that there's still so many chops, so to speak that I haven't got yet that it's still, I feel that way too. It's still weird for me to like identify with like actually being like in it. I feel that way when I'm in groups, man. Yeah. I feel that way too. I don't feel like I'm a, good audio engineer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but like i guess like recently because i've been i have been putting myself out there a lot dude and i've gotten a lot better at putting myself out there and just like accepting if people dump on me or not i gotta get better at that just like that has helped a lot just like connecting and just like actually being uh like present and and like you said out there just existing and just like having things out in existence and just doing stuff and just yeah. it really comes down to just like not giving a fuck and me just like growing a set of nuts and just going ballistic. Dude, you've done it with the podcast, man. We're episode fifty six right now. You've yeah, been I know, but throwing yourself just out you in and the I world. talking to each other and just like there's this there's this like wall of separation. I guess you know what I mean. I guess so, man. But you are distributing this podcast like to the and world and it's you like really you're just the face of success and genius here and, I'm I, not. Am, and I am the goofy silly voice that, that i'm that not dude in the background <laughs> we're gonna go imposter syndrome on both of our ass dude like i don't feel that way i appreciate it i appreciate it i'm just being silly but also i'm deflecting but yeah <laughs> man like this is all part of like the learning creative process and one of the things that I really took away and that I did kind of want to transition into like maybe as like a second phase of talking was um, one of the voice actors who was there, um, D Baker, who was just an absolute fucking legend, dude. Um, he was there and he was talking about people who pick up acting later in, in life. And I was like, Oh, this is for me because you know i come from an acting family i have lots of actors and actresses in my family lots of just artistic people um like that's what i guess what the proclivity for my family was some people they have bands and 
um, you know, some people are artists. Mine are just thespians, I guess. That's what everybody likes to do. <laughs> but I never did. I, I've always like had that in my family, but I've never been like, that's never been my jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have gone to school and I was interested in science and all of these other things and other aspects of life and like have an appreciation for art and for acting in movies. And obviously, cause then there wouldn't be any reason for me to start in all of this. But, um, he was talking about the strengths of coming into something, um, like in the creative space later in life, because people who have a tendency to get into something creative, especially when it's like something, let's, let's say like, um, like classical piano where it's like very rigid, some ways of teaching it or it falls into specific schools of, uh, of teaching. Like when you learn it, when you're younger, like people become obsessed with the, um, the ideology almost like, are you playing uh, according to this style of music classically, or are, are you acting in the way that I've learned from like, let's just say like people who he used the example of people who like, spend their whole entire lives being like let's say like a theater actor since they were like a kid a lot of times like because they have so much like knowledge and so much experience with a specific way of going about things that has obviously given them dividends and has made them very good and very skilled and um it makes them kind of rigid in a lot of other ways where somebody who comes into it later in life, like doesn't have that proclivity and they kind of have a different sense of creativity. So it's like this weird uniqueness that everybody brings to. Yeah. And that's, what's nice about creative arts is that like all of it stems from you. So even though you can follow a certain um, like style or school um, inevitably, like it all comes out, like through you that's interesting and so i was like oh because one of the things that i had always dealt with was just like well dude is it really a pipe dream for me to pick up you know to seriously pick up acting from the age of like 27 onward you know am i just kind of like spending my time or is this something that i kind of needed to be engaging with earlier in my life like more than just what i had already had yeah and i uh, like that so that really struck me to hear that from somebody who really knew what they were talking about and who had worked in the industry and who really had this, like that serious validation. Like, have you ever had any of those moments that have been like, cause you were saying it with, you know, um, you know, luckily I have a wife who will tell me if this is good or bad or not, but yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who operate with like, I think that I want to do this. And the only feedback or um, like criticism that they get are people who operate within like a biased social circle who are going to only like say that it's great. Only give them an well, not even just say it's great, but only that. give them an answer insofar as they won't like really push the envelope. And yeah, so that's what I guess I wanted to ask. What? So can you repeat that? Like, what? What is it? Like people. Uh, what do I recommend for people that don't have some type of non-biased feedback like that? Yeah, I guess you gotta you gotta to find people that will give that to you. You have to find it. You have to have that. Hmm. I'm because sorry, I totally you, lost my train of thought. <laughs> you you can't, dude. You can't get better unless mm-hmm. people will tell you like how it really oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what it's like reaching like, like really being validated. 
like have you had those moments of validation where you're like you listen to like you mix something and you're like man like i think this is kind of shit and then you give like like you said you give it to somebody and they're like yeah this is this is like in the right direction like i like what you're doing with this and you're like fuck yeah dude that lit the fire right up under my ass like this person who i respect a lot who i know knows what the fuck they're talking about they didn't just feed me some bullshit like they actually said that this was good and that there's something to work with here and so I guess as somebody who is coming into my shit way later in life, like getting that validation of, hey, yeah, dude, you suck a lot, a lot of stuff right now. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but there's something there. And like, I want to, I guess like I haven't really hit that validation point where anybody other than me feels like there's something there regardless of the work that needs to be done. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. I'm rambling like a fucking motherfucker right now. Yeah, I think so, man. Like you're saying like right now you haven't had like a validation source that has given that yet. Right. Like yeah. either way, positive or negative to be like, dude, like you should be a fucking voice actor. Cause that's like on point or like, don't be a voice actor. Cause like this sucks. Like you've got none of that. And like, you just know inherently in you, you're like, I really feel that like I'm I supposed enjoy to do this. doing it a yeah. lot as just myself, but in a creative way. But you know, we, you know, and we've talked about this at length for so many episodes where it's just like, there's the difference between pursuing this in a way that you think that you can do it, you know, as a way to be, to live like a sustainable life, whether it be part-time or full-time is a different story than yeah. uh, approaching it from like just on a, a strictly, creative or hobby level so dude i think that i think that if you feel that that's more than a million people feel like they don't feel that unless like there's something there right mm -hmm. and then i think like positive validation too goes it goes the same amount of way as the negative validation mm -hmm. too like when you're when your stomach drops because you're like holy shit new world opened up a door just open to like reveal like how much more space dude it's like a video game like sorry if the nerd hat is on but it's like a Put map just like dog. just got unlocked right where like mm -hmm. when your stomach bottoms out and like like you realized how much room you have to grow that you didn't think you had it's like you finished a big portion of the map you're like i know everything that's here not in a cocky way you're just like i get the map like i kind of know what's going on i feel comfortable in this map and then all of a sudden like you know, DLC comes out and then it unlocks like the next map and you're like, holy shit, this is literally like an entire another world that I had to spend the same amount of time or double the amount of time that I already spent to like see this, mm -hmm. right? That's one way, that way, right? Mm -hmm. The other side of it is like going back to the imposter syndrome, right? I can't get rid of imposter syndrome until someone says, dude, your mix is so good. Thank, like thank you for this or like your voice acting like you did that voice so good you should be a voice actor you also need that stuff too like i i am i consider myself pretty humble where like i i genuinely try to not i really try to not take a compliment and i try to not take like a, a diss or like a troll online like i just try to stay in the middle and i try to i don't suck in either of those i try to mm. just fly in the middle right but like it helps where if someone's asking me a question about something that I do, that validates me alone where like someone hit me up today and said, what do you suggest for mixing heavy metal guitar? Like what's a good way to get tones for it? 
they wouldn't ask me that unless they respected my like from whatever, like maybe like they heard some stuff that I mixed that was metal online or something like that, but they wouldn't have asked me that on social if they didn't want, if they didn't respect a mix or something that I worked on. That was someone where like, I didn't know that they had looked at me in that way. I didn't know that anyone would give a shit about how I mix metal guitar. Cause I don't even, I don't even do a ton of metal projects anymore, but for someone to ask me that, that validates me in a way where like, I had two things happen in the same week, right? I I talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs like on the phone to network and like touch base or like I talked to this mastermind something and people checked me on the like kill my humble kill my uh you know you know kill some of my pride, like kill some of the ego in me and be like you're not good enough. You have way more room to grow. Don't you dare say that you're the best in, like like have to kill that ego. But then I also got the positive of like, how do you record metal guitar? Because I respect you. I have this YouTube project coming up where I'm doing this audio and I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you fix this audio? Cause I have shit in the background. Yes, I can. I recorded this podcast and I've got this syllable that's giving me problems throughout the whole thing. Like I really, um, you know, is there anything that you can do? People asking me those questions and then build me back up And then those two things keep me in the middle. Like you have to stay in the middle. I need the people to shit on me in a real way, non-biased way to be like, you need to get better. This is why these are the things you don't know what's up. And then I'm like, holy shit, you're right. And I need the people to like, not let me just fall in a ditch from that and be like, no, you're above me in that level because everyone dude is above someone and everyone is under someone. And it will be that way indefinitely. I will never be. I say this, I don't know. I I will probably never be as good as like Chris Lord Ouch, right? I'm never going to be as good as like Matt Goldman, like some of these like producers that just like crushing record after record. I'm probably never going to be that person, right? Mm -hmm. But but I don't think that I'm as shitty as someone just picking up Logic or Pro Tools when I've been doing it for like 10 or 12 years, right? I just Mm -hmm. don't, it's not possible. There's no fucking way that I'm as bad as some people that are just starting up. I've been doing this too long. Mm-hmm. To have both of those, that's what keeps me in a spot where that doesn't always stay in a line, right? Sometimes I get super down. I'm like, fuck, I'm not good. Like sometimes I have too much of that, like this mix sucks, this mix sucks, this song sucks. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not good. And then sometimes I have too much of this other stuff where I get comfy and they're like, yes, yeah, fucking awesome. This mix is approved, blah, blah, blah. And then I take that same stuff and put it somewhere else. And they're like, that's not good. And so you need feedback, dude. It's like it's for you, for you, dude. Right now, dude, it blows right now. Being like in the position that I'm at with like just the lull in the gear and not having the setup and like that really is the restriction because what you were talking about right there and being able to like engage with people is just like I need to be able to get behind the mic and work on projects and then put that out into the communities that I'm part of. And well, so just on just a like micro being able to be into that feedback loop is like, I, 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 it's the, it's the, I, I would say it's the career version of stir crazy that's happening right now. Yeah. I understand that. So like, yeah, I guess like when the transition period happens, we can like, I can throw myself back out into the, into the pond a little bit more in a little bit more of a serious way. Then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Shit's wild right now. 
dude uh, I get like, my mind those blown, are the situations like, where like it was telling you where it's just like dude it does it pushes like your comfort level like it was one it was that thing that like I was in there and I was like very vehemently feeling uncomfortable like because it was holding me up to like so many things that I needed to experience with different people and things that I needed to hear and processes that I needed to see and like you said with with your guys in the in the mastermind, you know, they hold up, they like, they really hold you up to a mirror and she's like, yep, this is what you're doing. This I is, needed it. This is, I yeah. needed it, dude. I needed it. Yeah, definitely, man. I was getting too comfy and I didn't feel like once again, like I didn't feel like I'm the best engineer in the world, hmm. but I just like, I did see mixes where I was like, I got way, way better than I was before. And I did have finally people are like paying for shit. Like back in the day, I didn't do shit, you know? people pay me for things. So I was like, this is going good. Like I can keep doing this, but like I needed people to be like, but you can be a million times better than you are. So like, why are you not taking courses right now? Why are you not learning this way or something? And like, it helps to have people just be like, you're not doing bad, but like, here's like all the things that you could do really fucking good. And that I need, I need that for me. Yeah, Doug. And my personality needs that. I think right now for me, like being in these, in these times and like still being in the beginning stages, like what we were talking about, with like that weird, like imposter syndrome type, uh, like mind is, has been kind of like stifling the necessary beginnings of momentum. And I really just need to kind of get out of my own way with like getting out there and just like being more active and more like we were talking about before, more visible and more engaged and yeah, just doing more things, more content, more mic time, more class, more engagement, more communities, more everything. Oh, yeah. At least what's tolerable in my crazy boy brain, you know what I mean? Dude, we all got a crazy boy brain. We definitely Everyone. do, but, you know, we have a crazy boy podcast, and this is where <laughs> this is where silly goose things are made to go. In weird crybaby shit that, that sad voice actors have. <laughs> i'm dude. talking about myself in the third person right now <laughs> audio engineers got crybaby shit that's too, what dude. i'm talking about dude it's like the creative process is so strange sometimes like dude, how do you dude, think i write songs dude? dude doing your things is hard you just do you go into the little crawl space back there and just sit next to the fridge and just like with a guitar and just you hit one one chord at a time and just like write songs all right. Get what's creepy? What's creepy is I kind of fucking do exactly what you just said. Oh, dude, I know you so well. I'm not even kidding. I legit have a song that says Check there's an attic there, attached everybody. to my room. Check it out there, everybody. Right, I do, guys, dude. Just spitballing <laughs> is just hitting him. I knew that psychology degree was going to come in handily one day. I literally do exactly it was what you like said. Like a giant fucking waste of money, but here we are. That's scary, dude. I'm like a mentalist. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That you just did that. <laughs> Everybody send in questions and I'll freaking, I'll freaking predict your future. Like that. <laughs> send me in a piece of, uh, send me in a piece of your clothing or whatever. I'll tell you what you had for lunch three weeks ago. <laughs> On that note, do you want to cap this out, dude? Let's no cap questions. It out, man. No questions. Yeah, no questions. Unless you want to ask me just like a random question. All right. How about um, this week? Why don't you tell us about a moment that you've had either recently or in the past that kind of made your no audience talking to chat. 
from the audience. People. Yeah. Yep. So. Why don't you guys, we would love to hear about a moment that you had like your stomach bottom out. Like you felt that pressure. That you felt like you that, out, that it freaked you out, you. slapped your face. Yeah, What's a moment that happened that uh, fire for you? in your fucking beanbag made you feel like, holy shit, I need to reevaluate my whole life but in a good way. <laughs> in the attic. In the attic. Did you ever strike only a D chord in the attic while you drink a PBR? It's By not itself? a D chord and it's not Modelo. It's a place to be, but it's a place you need to be. I don't know, dude. There is something that, like, remembering that some places that, like, freak you out are usually the places that you need to go. Like, important. They are. It's like, they are. They're the place. a place of growth. They are, dude. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm taking my anxiety and just being like, yeah, this isn't just like, this is the right place to be. So just continue to grow more of a set of nuts and, and do your stuff. Do your thing. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. And by us, I mean me. <laughs> both of us all right guys that's gonna do it for episode 56 of the waking up from work podcast thank you guys so much for listening and engaging and hanging out on instagram and facebook you guys are the reason why we do this hope you guys got something from that episode or it reminded you of some times where you felt that way or encouraged you to get some times like that if you have a moment that you can think of like that definitely hit us up at Dave Wake Up on Instagram or Twitter. You can hit us up on the Facebook group or community or email us at wakeupfromworkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. If you want to check out the show notes, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. Check out some other stuff we've got on the site. We've got more coming to that site pretty soon. Just trying to get through some stuff here before that can happen. If you want to check out audio things or you have questions in that realm, specifically past some of the content that we talk about here, head on over to crawlspaceaudio.com and you can check out some of the things that I'm working on for the audio things that I do. And uh, yeah, you guys have a killer week. Next week, we are doing another episode with just Ryan and I. We actually go through the story of when I got fired. Uh, We did that because I've never gone through all of it before. And I think a lot of people are hurting out there and losing jobs every day right now. So I thought it would be a great time to share when it happened to me. So that that way, if it just happened to you or it happened to you not long ago, you can get some hope or you can see some of the things that I faced and maybe get ahead of them. So next week we talk about getting fired. The week after that, we have an interview that I already did and I'm holding back from you with Lou Brutus from Hard Drive Radio and Podcast, who's met like every rock and roll person in the entire planet. And uh, that interview was fire. So hope you guys have a killer week. Hope the best to you in creating. All right, peace. Thanks. (laughs) 